0: This episode of Muller She Wrote is brought to you by Crest. The Crest 3D whitening kit removes over 10 years of tough set-in stains to give you noticeably whiter teeth, 100% guaranteed. For $20 off your first Crest whitening strip kit, go to crestwhitesmile.com and enter promo code AG at checkout. And thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting Muller She Wrote's special coverage of the Muller Report. Hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses can connect to qualified candidates. That place is ziprecruiter.com AG. Hello, and welcome to Muller She Wrote and our ongoing special coverage of the redacted Muller Report. I'm your host, A.G., and with me, as always, are Jalisa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. So today, we're going to be covering two big acts of obstruction of justice. This is the juicy meat of what I think is volume two. So if you're a volume two person, you're going to be this section. Uh, This is going to be your thing. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, We're covering pages 77 to 98, parts E and F. Um, the effort to remove special counsel, and the effort to curtail the scope of the Mueller investigation. And we've been seeing quite a few subpoenas regarding these sections, specifically from the White House Judiciary Committee, citing impeachment powers as the reason, including subpoenas for Don McGahn, Lewandowski, Rick Dearborn, and Rob Porter. And I I think we'll see some of these names pop up today more than once. So, again, pages 77 to 98 of Volume 2, if you want to follow along or read ahead, or just sit back and relax, and we'll tell you what happened. So as we've been doing, we're going to skip the overview and dive right into the evidence, because the overview is just a summary of the evidence. So head to page 78, subsection one, the appointment of Mueller and Trump's reaction. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, I don't know what's just so satisfying to me. Mm. Uh, So basically, Rosenstein, we know, he appointed Mueller on May 17th, 2017, 1717. And um, Mm -hmm. he then told Sessions, who then told Trump who at the time was interviewing FBI directors with Jody Hunt and Don McGahn. And according to Hunt's notes, Jody Hunt took really good notes, by the way, the president slumped back in his chair when he heard the news and said, oh my God, this is terrible. This is the end of my presidency. I'm fucked.
2: (laughs) I just love seeing him admit that he's in a bad place for once.
0: (laughs) And I have to also say that just seeing the word fucked in print in a in a historic document is just it's crazy yeah that's intense i love it uh trump got mad he lashed out at sessions for recusing himself saying how could you let this happen jeff <laughs> uh and contrasted him uh to holder and kennedy again <laughs> which he just does every time he is mad at jeff sessions and sessions told Mueller, trump said you were supposed to protect me And then said, everyone tells me uh, if you get one of these independent councils, it ruins your presidency. It takes years and years and I won't be able to do anything. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. (laughs) Uh, Privilege. (laughs) 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 Right. Like, oh, it just it's schadenfreude for me. It makes me happy. Yeah. And then Trump told Sessions he should resign. And Sessions said, sure. Sure, bro. I'll, I'll write you a letter. And so Hicks, Hicks, Hope Hicks said she'd only seen Trump like that, angry like that one other time. And that's when he learned about the Access Hollywood tape. Mm
2: hmm. Again, both uh, consequences of his own actions. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <Right>? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why am I in this place where I'm at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Must have been that thing I did or said. <laughs> so uh, the next day, the FBI told Dam- Don McGann to preserve all material related to the Comey firing and Sessions finalized his resignation letter. But Trump put it in his pocket and asked Sessions to stay. He didn't give him the letter back or throw it away, he put it in his pocket and, and this is something new. We didn't know about that. I didn't, I didn't know about this. But when Priebus and Bannon learned that Trump didn't return the resignation letter to Sessions, they were worried he would use it to influence the Department of Justice. It could function as a shock collar that the president could use any time he wanted. And Priebus said uh, the president had the DOJ by the throat as long as he had that letter. And uh, during his trip to the Middle East the next day, that was nice when he was gone. I remember that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Hicks and Trump showed Uh, Hicks said that Trump showed the letter to a group of senior advisors and asked what he should do Priebus asked about the letter later during the trip but Trump lied and said the letter was back at the White House and he didn't have it and it wasn't until May 30th a couple weeks later that Trump gave the letter back to Sessions with a note saying not accepted (laughs) (laughs) weird right um, so on to subsection two on page 80, the evidence of Trump's assertion that Mueller was conflicted. And this is the same shit we've heard over and over again. Mueller, first of all, Mueller b- was begging to be the FBI director. He interviewed for the FBI director job <laughs> uh, that he used to work for a law firm that represented people affiliated with the president, which is true. And a ho- the whole golf club fee dispute. And and Trump's advisors, including Priebus and Bannon and McGahn, pushed back saying those aren't really conflicts. Um, Bannon went as far as telling Trump his conflicts were ridiculous. Ridiculous, and none could justify precluding Mueller from serving as special counsel, even calling the golf fees ridiculous and petty. Mm-hmm. Trump wanted to call Rosenstein about the conflicts um, <clears throat> with the law firm, but McGann advised against it. You know, don't want to sit on a, in an airplane on a tarmac with your attorney general. And he, he told Trump he wouldn't call Rosenstein for him either. Uh, Warning that even discussing it with his personal attorney could look like he was trying to meddle in the investigation. And knocking out Mueller would be another fact used to claim obstruction of justice. Another. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like how he said another. Yeah. And um, McGahn told Trump that firing Comey wasn't his biggest exposure, but more so his other contacts and calls and his ask regarding Flynn, which was widely reported on June 8th. And that's interesting because that's true also in the Mueller report. And on June 8th, Comey testified again, but this time about the president asking to let Flynn go and lift the cloud, uh, which you know led to a series of news reports that Trump obstructed justice. The following Monday, a friend of Trump and reporter um, from Newsmax Media named Chris Reddy, Christopher Reddy, met with Trump, who told him he was seriously consider firing the special, considering firing special counsel Mueller. And Reddy asked Priebus if he could tell everyone what the president said, and Priebus said, sure. So he went on TV and said Trump was definitely considering firing Mueller, (laughs) which kicked off extensive coverage in the media that Trump wanted to fire the special counsel. Idiots. Yeah, he's like, can I tell everyone? Prebys is like, sure, bro. Newsmax
2: Media is the name? Yeah. That sounds like porn news. I know. It does. Newsmax. Newsmax. (laughs)
0: Listen to the news. (laughs) (laughs) Or else. News to the max. (laughs) I know, right? It's maximum news. So anyway, the White House was pissed that that Chris Ruddy went out and told everybody this. And Trump told Sarah Sanders to tell the public that while he has every right to fire Mueller, he wasn't going to do it. And on June 13th, Trump's personal lawyer contacted Mueller's office about conflicts of interest, seemingly ignoring McGahn's advice. So not even your personal attorney can contact the Department of Justice. You're going to look like you're meddling. The same day, Rosenstein testified there was no good cause to terminate special counsel, including for conflicts of interest. And two days later, Mueller called Rosenstein and told him about Trump's personal lawyers reaching out to him in case the DOJ wanted to take any action on that, which they didn't. So. Mm-hmm. All So, right. That's the first section. Guys, we'll be right back with the biggie. Trump ordering McGahn to fire Mueller. Thanks to Crest for supporting our special coverage of the Mueller Report. The Crest 3D Whitening Kit is the perfect way to whiten your teeth and make the most of your smile, which is huge for your confidence. And I'm sure you know everything that we eat and everything that we drink over the years takes a toll on how our teeth look. They can become stained. I know I drink a ton of coffee, so I get coffee stains on my teeth. But I've found that the Crest White Strips are the most effective way to whiten my smile. They remove over 10 years of tough sudden stains from coffee, wine, or smoking. And it's the number one dentist recommended teeth whitening system as well. And We all know how important our time is to us. We're very concerned about it here on the pod. I'm also an efficiency enthusiast, though some might call me lazy. But the Crest Whitening System is so convenient. There's no messy gels. There's no trays, so that, you know, no, that weirdness. It's applied in the comfort of your own home when you're, you know, watching the news. No slip grip for white strips that allow you to talk or drink water during treatment. And it includes an LED blue light that really targets the stains brought on by years of food and coffee, so the ingredients work faster and better than just the white strips alone. It's the same LED technology used by dentists, by the way, without the price tag and the trip to the dentist's office. And it's guaranteed to deliver 100% noticeably whiter teeth as well. And if you're not satisfied, you can get your money back. Um, I didn't think anything could kick the decades of coffee stains off my teeth, but this new system with the LED light targeted those stains. My teeth are at least two shades whiter. I'd argue three shades, and that's really important to my confidence. So order your first Crest 3D Whitening Strip Kit with patented blue light LED technology online today and receive a special offer, $20 off. Go to CrestWhitesmile.com and enter promo code AG. You get free shipping included and $20 off your first Crest 3D whitening strip kit when you go to CrestWhitesmile.com and use promo code AG at checkout. All right, guys, welcome back. We're on to page 84 and the press reporting Trump is being investigated for obstruction of justice and the big money no whammies Trump directing McGann to fire Mueller. And on the evening of June 14th, Washington Post pub- published an article saying the special counsel was investigating whether the president had attempted to ast- obstruct justice. And this was the first public report that the president himself was under investigation, June of 2017, <laughs> by the special counsel's office. And cable news networks quickly picked up on it. And the Washington Post story stated that special counsel was inve- uh, interviewing um, intelligence community leaders, including Coates and Rogers, about what the president had asked them to do in response to Comey's March 20, 2017 testimony. Um, that the inquiry into obstruction marked a major turning point in the investigation, and that while Trump had received private assurances from then-FBI director James Comey, remember when he told him in January he wasn't personally under investigation, Mm -hmm. Um, officials say that changed shortly after Comey's firing. And that evening at about 10.30, the president called McGahn on McGahn's personal phone and asked, they spoke for about 15 minutes. McGahn did not have a clear memory of the call, but thought they might have discussed the stories. Reporting that the president was under investigation.
2: If only he was a Cohen and recorded everything, right? <laughs> or maybe he does and he just won't give them up. Ooh, yeah, that that could be. I don't know. Be Probably not. He seems like a pretty straight-laced guy.
0: Yeah, true. McGann.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like he seems like someone that uh, would be in Kavanaugh's friend group. but was, was actually like? Just a cool kid, like, <laughs> or like, like I should squee- say, I should say a good kid. A yeah, good yeah. kid wanting to be a cool kid. Like, hey, That's leave he her alone, he jerks. Yeah, kind of. Mm. But then to be like, shut up. But he's busy in his tribute band. <laughs> and then to be like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, time uh, it again it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the wrong crowd. Maybe not the worst person. He's like, definitely rolling with the wrong people. Yeah, <laughs>
0: totally. <laughs> People. <laughs> bad job, bad job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next day, the day after that, after he had that 15 minute call with McGahn, the, uh, Trump issued a series of tweets acknowledging. I love that his tweets are in this also historical document mm-hmm. that word fucked and a bunch of tweets. Um, the president issued a series of tweets acknowledging the existence of the obstruction investigation and criticizing it, of course. He wrote, They made up a phony collusion with the Russians story, found zero proof, so now they go for obstruction of justice on their phony story. Nice. Um, You are witnessing the single greatest witch hunt in American political history, led by some very bad and conflicted people. And Crooked H destroys phones with hammer bleached emails and had husband meet with A.G. days before she was cleared. And they talk about obstruction. Uh, Yes, they do. Um, The next day. So that's just it. Just that's Mueller saying, here's some tweets. Mm -hmm. They're important. (laughs) They show intent. We'll, We'll get to that in a second. But the next day on June 16th, the president wrote additional tweets criticizing the investigation. After seven months of investigations and committee hearings about my collusion with the Russians, nobody's been able to show any proof. Sad. And I am being investigated for firing the FBI director by the man who told me to fire the FBI director. Witch hunt. And on Saturday, the president called McGahn and directed him to have the special counsel removed. So that's the statement that we've all been waiting for. On Saturday, June 17th, 2017, the president called McGahn and directed him to have the special counsel removed. (laughs) McGahn was at home and the president was at Camp David. He makes all of his worst decisions at Camp David. In interviews with the office, with uh, Mueller's office, McGahn recalled the president called him home, at home, twice, and on both occasions directed him to call Rosenstein and say that Mueller had conflicts that precluded him from serving as special counsel. And on the first call, McGahn recalled Trump said something like, you got to do this. You got to call Rod. Gross. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Rod. (laughs) Hot Rod. Um, Newsmax. So McGahn (laughs) said he told the president that uh, he would see what he could do. i'll see what i can do (laughs) oh my god weird it's so weird like how do you even respond to that so mcgann was perturbed by the call did not intend to act on the request he 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 and other advisors believed the asserted conflicts were silly and uh, not real (laughs) and they had previously communicated it says that not real uh and they previously communicated that that particular view to trump your shit's not real bro and uh, McGahn also had uh, made clear to the president that the White House Counsel's Office should not be involved in any effort to press the issue of conflicts. McGahn was concerned about having any role in asking attorney the Attorney general to fire the special counsel because he had grown up in the Reagan era and wanted to be more like Judge Robert Bork and not Saturday Night Massacre Bork. Mm. <laughs> OK, so um, McGahn uh, considered... The president's request to be an inflection Point and he wanted to hit the brakes That's what McGahn told Mueller
2: Good call McGahn
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> Testify to that when we get you into Congress finally mm-hmm. And when the President called McGahn a second time To follow up on the order to call The Department of Justice McGann recalled that the President was more direct saying something like Call Rod tell Rod Mueller has conflicts and can't Be special counsel and McGahn Recalled the President telling him Mueller has to go Call me back when you do it
2: Why wouldn't he just do it himself
0: consciousness of guilt he knows it's wrong
2: yeah but they're obviously gonna find what he did anyway <laughs> That's so true. Like, yeah it maybe
0: he be. thought he did that maybe he thought they wouldn't
2: yeah and if anything this makes it look even worse <laughs> right. that he's going around just <laughs> directly going to him yeah he's like going all in on that one <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah it gets better in section f with it with his when he asked Lewandowski to, oh, <laughs> <yeah>. to deliver <laughs> his message yeah, god we'll get there but uh, anyway, um, when the president called McGahn, uh, like I said, he has, he said specifically Mueller has to go. And McGann understood the president to be saying special counsel had to be removed by Rosenstein. To end the conversation with the president, McGann left the president with the impression that McGahn would call Rosenstein. Uh, McGahn recalled he had already said no to the president's request and, and he was worn down. So he just wanted to get off the phone. <laughs> McGahn recalled feeling trapped because he didn't want to follow the president's directive, but did not know what he would say the next time the president called. So McGahn decided he had to resign. He called his personal lawyer and called his chief of staff, Annie Donaldson, to tell her. And then he drove uh, to the office to pack his belongings and submit his resignation letter. He was ready to go. And Donaldson recalled that McGahn told her the president had called and demanded he contacted the Department of Justice and that the president wanted uh, him to do something that McGahn did not want to do. And McGahn told Donaldson the president had called at least twice, and one of the calls says, Have you done it? And McGahn <laughs> did not tell Donaldson. The specifics on the president's request because he was consciously trying not to involve her in the investigation. But Donaldson inferred that the president's directive was related to the Russia investigation. Donaldson uh, prepared to resign along with McGann.
1: That's a real one right there. Hmm. Yeah, it's a homie. Of of McGann's, not of ours. Sorry, I should be more specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's no, one totally. of McGann's real ones. Yeah. 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 It's a I, day one homie.
2: It's so interesting to me that he would resign in the face of this but won't just fucking testify. Hmm. It's like obviously you have a moral issue with this. Oh, but he doesn't led want you to, blow to it stepping <laughs> down.
1: Yeah, yeah, because then he's gonna have even more. Maybe not a moral shit. issue though. That's yeah, funny. like he he's like Mueller. Like Mueller's like, look, all this shit is serious, and someone needs to know. But I don't want to even be the one to tell you.
0: Yeah, so, and honestly, yeah. you always put yourself in jeopardy when you're testifying. Um, yeah. So. He's probably, yeah, he was probably like, not want to deal with that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he probably just more along the lines of "Oh, Trump said I didn't have to. Sweet. Yeah, totally. But I will if you tell me I have to. Um, whatever. Yeah, I you feel, know, like, he's he, just like, I feel like he would if they made him for sure. Yeah. And they're going to make him, I think. Mm. Um, I think that's going to go through pretty quickly. Anyway, that evening, McGann called Priebus and Bannon and told them that he intended to resign. And McGann recalled that after speaking with his attorney, and given the nature of the president's request, he did not share the details of the president's request with other White House staff. He didn't tell anyone. And Priebus recalled that McGann said that the president had asked him to do crazy shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> also in the <laughs> historical documents. But he thought McGann did not tell him uh, the specifics because McGahn was trying to protect Priebus, mole mole. So what he <laughs> you know, he didn't you know, you need to know and you don't need to know. And Priebus and Bannon both urged McGahn not to quit. Uh, McGann ultimately returned to work that Monday and remained in his position he had not told the president directly he planned to resign and when they next saw each other the president did not ask him whether he had followed through about Rosenstein Hmm. and uh, around the same time Chris Christie uh, got a phone call uh, with the president in which Trump asked him what he thought about the president firing the special counsel. (laughs) Christie advised against doing so because it's stupid Uh, because there was no substantive basis for the president to fire special counsel and because the president would lose support from Republicans in Congress if he did so. Um, On to page 87. And this is the analysis of the three key components of obstruction of justice. First is the obstructive act. uh, And Mueller says, as with the president's firing of Comey, the attempt to remove special counsel would qualify as an obstructive act if it would naturally obstruct the investigation And any grand jury proceeding that might flow from the inquiry, even if the removal of the lead prosecutor would not prevent the investigation from continuing under a new appointee, a fact finder would need to consider whether the act had the potential to delay further action in the investigation, chill the actions of any replacement special counsel or otherwise impede the investigation. A threshold threshold question is whether the president directed McGahn to have special counsel removed. After news organizations reported in June 2017, the president ordered McGahn to have the special counsel fired. The president publicly disputed the accounts and privately told McGahn he simply wanted McGahn to bring conflicts of interest to the Department of Justice's attention. Liar. Some of the president's president's specific language uh, said that McGahn recalled from uh, the calls is consistent with that explanation. But substantial evidence, however, supports the conclusion that the president went further and in fact directed McGahn to call Rosenstein to have the special counsel removed. Substantial evidence exists. Um, first, McGann's clear recollection was the president directed him to tell Rosenstein not only that conflicts existed, but Mueller has to go. McGahn is a credible witness with no motive to lie or exaggerate, given the position he held in the White House. McGahn spoke with the president twice and understood the directive the same way both times, making it unlikely that he misheard or misinterpreted mm-hmm. it. And in response to that request, McGahn decided to quit because he didn't want to participate in events that he described as akin to the Saturday Night Massacre. He called his lawyer, drove to the White House, packed up his office, prepared to submit a letter with his chief of staff, told Priebus that the president had asked him to do crazy shit. (laughs) I can't believe that's in here. (laughs) That's not me. That's not my, you know, normal AG ad living. That's what it says. (laughs) Told Priebus the president asked him to do crazy shit and informed Priebus and Bannon that he was leaving. And those acts would be highly unusual, uh, a highly unusual reaction to request to convey information to the Department of Justice. Yes, they would. Yeah.
2: And like then dramatic yeah. McGahn. Exactly. Yeah, but he's actually just appropriately responding.
0: Yes. And uh, also in the days before calls to McGahn, the president, um, through his personal attorney, had already brought the asserted conflicts to the attention of the Department of Justice. Accordingly, the president had no reason to have McGahn call Rosenstein that weekend to raise conflict issues. Hmm. It's already been raised. Hmm. Very smart. Yeah. And uh, third, the president's sense of urgency and repeated requests, like, you got to do this, you got to call Rod, uh, support McGahn's recollection that pre- the president wanted the Department of Justice to take action to remove the special counsel. Uh, had the president instead sought only to have the Department of Justice re-examine uh, conflicts to evaluate whether they posed an ethical bar, it would have been unnecessary to set the process in motion on a Saturday and make repeated calls to McGann.
2: Yeah, because so. no one's working then. No. <laughs> no one's doing shit. Just him. Yeah, he's just up all night, Adderall'd out, yep. and is freaking the fuck out. And he's like, what can I do? That would <laughs> give me any sort of relief from any of this anxiety. Yep. I'm going to call McGahn twice.
0: <laughs> and just have him to talk about the conflicts. Yeah. yeah. So finally, Trump discussed knocking out Mueller and uh, raised conflicts of interest in a May 23rd, 2017 call with McGann reflecting the president connected the conflicts to a plan to remove the special counsel. And in the days leading up to June 17, 2017, when he made the statement to get rid of, you know, when he called McGahn to fire Mueller, the president made clear to Priebus and Bannon, who told Ruddy, Christopher Ruddy, that the president was considering terminating the special counsel. Also during that time period, the president reached out to Christie to get his thoughts on firing the special counsel. The evidence shows the president was not just seeking an examination of conflicts, um, but was looking to uh, use asserted conflicts as a, a, a pretext to terminate Mueller. Uh, so, yes. There is an obstructive act. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, nexus to an official proceeding to satisfy the proceeding requirement. It would be necessary to establish a nexus between the president's act of seeking to terminate the special counsel and a pending or foreseeable grand jury proceeding. Substantial evidence indicates that by June 17th, the president knew his conduct was under investigation by a federal prosecutor who could present any evidence of federal crimes to a grand jury. On May 23rd, McGahn explicitly warned the president that his biggest exposure wasn't firing Comey, but other contacts, calls, and the, you know, the Flynn stuff when he asked Comey to let go easy on Flynn. By early June, it was widely reported uh, in the media that federal prosecutors had issued grand jury subpoenas in the Flynn inquiry, and the special counsel had taken over the Flynn investigation. So on June 19th, the special counsel's office informed the White House investigators would be interviewing intelligence agency officials who allegedly had been asked uh, by the president to push back against the Russia investigation. And on June 14th, news outlets began reporting the president was himself being investigated for obstruction of justice based on widespread reporting. And the president knew that such uh, an investigation could include his request for Comey's loyalty, his request, you know, to let the Mm thing go. Um, his outreach to Coates and Rogers and his termination of Comey and statement to the Russian foreign minister that he, you know, had relieved great pressure related to Russia. And uh, in June 16th, 2017, the day before he directed McGahn to have the special counsel removed, the president publicly acknowledged that his conduct was under investigation. So this sounds to me like, yes, there's a nexus to an official proceeding
2: <laughs> so well, or a, or an
0: impending one. Yeah, the pending grand jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, you know, he tweeted, I am being investigated for firing the FBI director by the man who told me to fire the FBI director. So interesting. He knew. So he knew he was being investigated. Mm-hmm. And it's, and so there, it's connected. And then finally, intent. He says, substantial evidence indicates the president's attempts to remove special counsel were linked to the special counsel's oversight of investigations that involved the president's conduct and most immediately to reports that the president was being investigated for potential obstruction of justice. And before the president fired Comey, the president considered it critically important that he was not under investigation and the public not erroneously think he was being investigated, as described in Volume 2, Section 2, Part D. Uh, Advisors perceived the president, um, while he was drafting the Comey termination letter, to be more concerned than anything about getting out that he was not under investigation and when the president learned of the appointment of special counsel he expressed further concern about uh, concern about the investigation saying this is the end of my presidency i'm (laughs) fucked (laughs) he also faulted sessions for recusing saying you were supposed to protect me so that's bad for him too bad look
2: It'd be a great scene in the movie, though. <laughs> you were supposed <laughs> to protect me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I trusted <laughs> you. Yeah, I trust you, bitch. <laughs>
0: blah blah <laughs> Kennedy. Blah blah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah <Bad> Holder. <laughs> blah, blah blah. And then on June 14th, when the Washington Post reported special counsel was investigating the president for obstruction, the president was facing what he had uh, wanted to avoid: a criminal investigation in his own conduct, um, and that he was the subject of. Uh, of it and that, and that it got a lot of media attention and the evidence indicates the news of the obstruction investigation prompted the call to McGann to seek to have special counsel removed and by mid-June Department of Justice had already cleared the special counsel's service and uh, the president's advisors and told him that you know the claimed conflict conflict of interests were silly and did not provide a basis for the removal of special counsel on June 13th the acting Attorney General testified before Congress that no good cause for removing the special counsel existed And the president dictated a press statement to Sarah Sanders saying he had no intention of firing the special counsel. But the next day, the media reported the president was under investigation for obstruction of justice. And the special counsel was interviewing witnesses about events related to possible obstruction. So that spurred the president to write his tweets, you know, his tweet storm about special counsel. And the president called McGahn at home that night and called him on Saturday from Camp David. The evidence accordingly indicates that news on a, that, um, news that an obstruction of investigation had been opened is what led the president to call McGahn to have the special counsel terminated.
2: It must be all of the ghosts floating around Camp David of past shitty presidents that are just really sitting on his shoulder that night. <clears throat>
0: totally. Just telling him to do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> And finally, he says, uh, Mueller says there's evidence that the president knew that he should not have made those calls to McGahn. The president made the calls to McGahn after McGahn had specifically told the president the White House counsel's office and McGahn could not be involved in pressing con- uh, conflicts claims and that the president should consult with his personal counsel if he wanted to raise those conflicts, um, with with which he did. And instead of relying on his personal counsel to submit the conflict claims, the president sought to use his official powers to remove special counsel. And uh, after the media reported the president's actions, he denied it, that he, he denied he ever ordered McGahn to have uh, Mueller fired. and made repeated efforts to have McGahn deny the story, as discussed in Volume 2, Section 2I, two which we aren't at yet. And those details are contrary to, uh, contrary to the evidence and suggest the president's awareness that uh, the direction to McGahn would be seen as improper. So he knew. So he mm-hmm. had intent. Substantial. So this is the big one.
2: Mm-hmm. It was my favorite section so far.
0: It's good, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be right back with the quick section F and Trump's big idea to limit the Mueller investigation. Hey, it's A.G. Hiring used to be a huge hassle because there's a million job sites. You have to sift through stacks and stacks of resumes. You have to go through review processes, trying to figure out what your criteria are, finding, you know, manually seeing who meets your criteria. And there's a lot of confusing websites out there. But today, hiring is simple, and you just have to go to one place to get it all done, and that's SipRecruiter.com A.G. ZipRecruiter is really thorough. It sends your job uh, to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there, right? They have a very accurate and a powerful matching technology, and I love it because they scan thousands of resumes for you so you don't have to do it, and they find people with the exact right qualifications you're looking for, and they have the experience um, that you need, and and then they invite them to apply for your job. And we just hired um, another producer, and and I used ZipRecruiter, and it was absolutely wonderful. It saved me so much time, and that's so important to And it's so effective that uh, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first twenty-four hours. It's really amazing. And right now, our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address: ZipRecruiter.com/ag. That's ZipRecruiter.com/ag. ZipRecruiter.com/ag. ZipRecruiter—the smartest way to hire. Alright, on to part F, page ninety, and this is about Trump's effort to curtail the Mueller probe. And the last section was the uh, probably the juiciest, but this is the funniest, I think. This is the comedy of, of volume two. It actually is really hilarious. I feel like Trump was probably super proud of himself when he thought of this dumbass idea. Mm. Like he's like, Oh, guess what? I've got this great idea. And I could just see him like like sitting on the toilet or something, like, Oh, this is gonna be the best. So basically two days after he told McGann to fire Mueller, and I love that Mueller states that as a fact. He just opens up. Two days after <laughs> the, the president directed McGahn to fire me, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he called private citizen and former campaign chair Corey Lewandowski to the Oval Office and asked him to deliver a message to Jeff Sessions <laughs> to limit the Mueller investigation to future elections and not the 2016 election. <laughs> this is one of my favorite new bits of information when this came out. <laughs> it's so great right mm-hmm. and and trump followed up with lewandowski like a month later uh and lewandowski had set a meeting with sessions but sessions canceled it and then lewandowski left the country for a while but told trump oh, i got i got you i'll deliver your message it'll be delivered then he ran into rick dearborn and said hey will you do this <laughs> rick dearborn who was a white house aide at the time he asked him to deliver the message but dearborn wasn't comfortable with that and he told lewandowski he did deliver the message even though he never did <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, yeah. I got you, bro. (laughs) So Dearborn, um, you know, as we know, recently subpoenaed uh, Lewandowski and Dearborn uh, have, you know, brought from the House Judiciary Committee to uh, in their impeachment inquiry. Uh So that's about this. (laughs) I just think it's so funny. Lewandowski said, oh, yeah, I'll testify. There's no collusion, no obstruction. Um, But yeah, you took part in it. So good luck with that.
2: Yeah. He thinks that he's off the hook because he didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But. It is kind of doing something if you don't tell someone that that's what he
0: said also, probably. Yeah. I mean, he's not in trouble, you know. He, right. It, not to
2: a criminal degree, but mm-hmm. but that is uh, at least as far as I see him in my eyes. Yeah. He's definitely on the hook. Not doing something is doing something. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: clears throat> and a few days later, after publicly criticizing Sessions in a New York Times interview, remember that crazy interview? Trump ordered Priebus to demand Sessions' resignation. Priebus said, bad idea. You'll never get a new AG confirmed. But Mm -hmm. Trump said uh, he would make a recess appointment to replace Sessions. And Priebus uh, called McGann for advice. What do I do about this one? And he told him not to do it. And uh, they should consult their private counsel with whom they have attorney-client privilege. Mm. And it's not mentioned here, but we know that Bannon, Priebus, and McGann all have the same lawyer named Burke, William Burke. And uh, Priebus and McGahn also discussed resigning rather than carrying out Trump's order to get rid of Sessions. Mm. So Trump followed up with Priebus asking if he got Sessions' resignation letter. Priebus purposefully lied to Trump and said he was working on it. But he called him later and said firing him was a mistake. And Trump agreed to hold off. And uh, then he tweeted shit about him all weekend, (laughs) but agreed (laughs) not to fire him. So real quick, the obstructive act here is the president's effort to send Sessions a message through Lewandowski would qualify as an obstructive act Uh, if it would naturally obstruct an investigation or any grand jury proceeding. (laughs) The president sought to have Sessions announce that the president should have a special prosecutor and that Sessions was going to meet with the special prosecutor to explain this very unfair uh, and uh, that it was very unfair and let the special counsel move forward with the investigation uh, election meddling for future elections so that nothing can happen in future elections. (laughs) And the, the president wanted Sessions to disregard his recusal. Um, which he had followed um, from, you know, a formal DOJ ethics review. And and Sessions declared uh, that he knew for a fact that there was no Russians involved with the campaign because he was there. <laughs> and the president further directed that Sessions should explain that the president should not be subject to an investigation because he hasn't done anything wrong. Uh, taken together, the president's directives indicate that Sessions was being instructed to tell the special counsel to end the existing investigation into the president with the special counsel being permitted to move forward with investigations uh, in election meddling and future elections. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. Check. <laughs> Check. And then nexus to an official proceeding as described above by the time of the president's initial one-on-one meeting with Lewandowski, the existence of a grand jury investigation supervised by special counsel was public knowledge. So, Matt, mm-hmm. And then intent... Substantial evidence indicates the president's efforts to have Sessions limit the scope of special counsel's investigation into future elections was intended to prevent uh, the investigation, uh, investigative scrutiny in the president's 2016 campaign conduct. Substantial evidence. Check.
2: Check, check, check. Yeah, he's not just like, I feel like you're going to need this more later. Yeah. Don't worry about me now. (laughs) Nothing fishy here at all. Nothing to see
0: here. And uh, Mueller says the timing and circumstances of the president's actions support the conclusion that he sought. The result to curtail Mm -hmm. uh, the investigation and the president's initial direction that Sessions should limit the special counsel's investigation came just two days after he ordered McGahn to have special counsel fired, which is itself, um, which itself followed public reports that the president was personally under investigation for obstruction of justice. The sequence of those events raises an an inference that after seeking to terminate special counsel, the president sought to exclude his and his campaign conduct uh, from the investigation's scope. And the president raised that matter with Lewandowski again on July 19th, just, two de- just uh, days after emails and information about the June 9th, 2016 meeting between Russians and senior campaign officials had publicly been disclosed, generating substantial media coverage um, and investigative interest. And the manner in which the president acted provides additional evidence of his intent. Rather than rely on no uh, on office channels, the president met with Lewandowski alone in the Oval Office. And the president selected a loyal devotee outside of the White House to deliver the message, supporting an inference that he was working outside White House channels, including McGahn, who had previously resisted contacting the Department of Justice about the special counsel. So that's an interesting thought there. And the president also did not contact the acting attorney general, who had just testified publicly that there was no cause to remove Mueller. Instead, the president tried to use Sessions to restrict and redirect the special counsel's investigation when Sessions was recused and could not properly take any action on it. So um, Then in July, uh, events provide further evidence of the president's intent. So there's even more if you didn't have enough already. And the president followed up with Lewandowski in a separate one-on-one meeting uh, one month after his first dictated, he first dictated the message for Sessions, demonstrating he still sought to pursue the request. And just hours after Lewandowski assured the president that the message would soon be delivered, the president gave an unplanned interview to The New York Times, which he publicly attacked Sessions and raised questions about his job security. And four days later, on July 22nd, the president directed Priebus to obtain Sessions' resignation. That evidence could raise inference that the president wanted Sessions to realize that his job might be on the line. As he evaluated you know whether to comply with the president's direction, that Sessions publicly announced that. Notwithstanding his recusal, uh, he was going to confine the special counsel's investigation just to future future elections, mm-hmm. not his. So that is my two favorite sections so far
2: yeah agreed this is amazing uh and i hope this is where the house takes it and all of this comes out again to the public in these uh testimonies
0: yeah i think it will and uh we'll see it soon um we should probably i i would be banking on their testimony i think we'll get it by the end of the year i hope so Mm -hmm. maybe after christmas break
2: yeah I mean, I don't know what th- I would love to be a fly on the wall and hear what they're thinking timeline wise strategically, because obviously this is strategic how they're rolling this out right now.
0: Yeah. And we do have to wait for the courts to come back. Mm-hmm. And they have asked, asked the court to speed it up. And the DOJ has asked the court to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think those are the um, tax documents and or the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the Deutsche Bank Capital One. Mm-hmm. There's so many <laughs> yeah. investigations right now. It's hard to know, which it's hard to keep them all straight. Uh, but join us next time. We're going to go over sections G and H, where Trump attempted to cover up the June the twenty sixteen Trump Tower meeting, the you know the June June ninth, I believe, and his additional efforts to get Sessions to unrecuse. There's more. So, and that's going to be pages ninety eight to one thirteen. If you want to read ahead, and uh, any final thoughts?
1: Yeah, I want to get like a
0: hashtag Team Volume Two T-shirts.
1: I think that <laughs> could be really cool. You know, you got some Volume One peeps out there. I know they exist. Yeah, well, I think Mueller's a Volume One guy. Oh, that makes sense. See, but I'm a volume two. Yeah, person. Comey's probably volume. Well, volume he's in,
0: yeah. Probably. And I <laughs> think <laughs> everyone was, has the
1: most Comey.
0: I think it was Trump Cast that uh sort you like the sorting hat puts you in a team one or oh, uh, that's so volume cool. one or volume two. They, they, they have a whole like, thing, yeah, yeah. They talk about whether that's you're a team volume one or team volume two, yeah, yeah. Well,
2: one of them is definitely more of a winning team than the other, so that
0: is <laughs> nice. yeah. go for two. I like volume two. That's my thing. Uh, I I just like checking boxes of crimes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, intent, obstructive act, nexus to a proceeding. Next, and mm-hmm. then you get to check all the boxes and see where he's at. So
1: yeah, thank uh, you, Nexus. Yeah, like an Ariana Grande song.
0: <laughs> thank you, Mueller, for putting it so plainly. Um, uh, yeah, it's pretty plain. It's pretty clear. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. so. Appreciate that. Good work product. High five. All right, that's all we have. So join us next time. I am your host, A G. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And this is Muller She Wrote. Muller She Wrote is produced and engineered by AG with editing and logo design by Jaleesa Johnson. Our marketing consultant and social media manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our subscriber and communications director is Jordan Coburn. Fact-checking and research by AG and research assistance by Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn. Our merchandising managers are Sarah Lee Steiner and Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is MullerSheWrote.com. MSW Media.